We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here for the Field of 60. Today, we are bringing you another episode in our Off the Carousel series, where we will be joined by each and every new head coach to the Division I ranks. There are almost 60 of them. We're going to be rolling these out a couple of days throughout the month of May and the month of June. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you like this interview, don't be afraid to tap that like button. That stuff really does help our channel and help our presence on YouTube. It helps more people like you find this content. And since I have you guys here, make sure that you check out our Instagram and TikTok pages. We are going to be pumping out more unique content over there throughout the summer heading into next season. Like, for example, did you know that Penny Hardaway was shot when he was a player in college? I bet you didn't know that. There are more stories like that on those pages. The links are in the description below. So now, without further ado, let's get into another edition of Off the Carousel. back to another episode of the field of 68's off the carousel series and today i am thrilled to be able to catch up with new miami of ohio head coach travis seal travis what's going on man thanks for being here thanks for having me on rob so i want to i want to start you off with this it's something that's a pretty broad question you you've spent the majority of your uh coaching career and your coaching tenure at the high major level so why miami of ohio and why now you know, when, when Xavier and I parted ways back in, uh, I think it had been mid-March, you know, um, you know, I, I took a week off, you know, and, and then I, I think my wife started saying, hey, man, you need to get the heck out of the house. So she was tired <laughs> of looking at me. Um, but I also, man, the, the, the brand that Miami has, you know, you know, first, I'm from Indianapolis. You know, I've known several players that have played here, obviously, at Miami of Ohio over the years. You know, the academic uh, prestige of this university, I mean, it's a world-class education. It makes it different than every other school in the MAC from an education standpoint, from the academic. So once you get a degree here from Miami, you're set for life. So that's number one. You know, number two, the campus, when you have an ch- opportunity to walk around here um, and just see how pristine everything is, every building, all the landscaping, the facilities. I mean, it's, it's one of the nicest campuses I've ever been on. And then you have this tradition, Rob, that albeit it's been a few years, Right. But this is still the all time winningest program in the Mac, won more championships than any other program in the Mac. We've put several guys into the NBA. So there's a tradition of winning here. 
And people take a lot, and the, the Miami fans take a lot of pride in this place. And we just got to get it back, and we will. And, you know, Jack Owens did a good job of bringing in good young men. Um, it's, and it's, it's going to make my job a heck of a lot easier here, but make me look smart moving forward. But Jack's Jack did a great job. John Cooper, you look at all the coaches, Charlie Coles. Um, there's been a history, a lineage of coaches here that have done a great job. So I'm just fortunate to be the uh, next guy here. A lot of guys that are in your situation where, um, they lose a job at a high major program after the build to get up to that point, we'll take a year off, maybe a year or two off. That's kind of, you know, at the field of 68, that's part of what we've been able to, uh, to build our brand around is some of these guys that are just looking for something to do in their year off. You took a week off and you got right back on that horse and you're right back, uh, at a, I don't know. I don't even want to call it a, um, a mid-major because I do think that the Mac is one of these leagues that could end up getting two, maybe three bids in eventually. So why, why this quickly? Why was it really just as simple as your wife was like, yeah, you're spending too much time around the house. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I, I always look for fit, Rob, like I'm big on the fit. And, and for me and my family, this really fit us, you know, like I said, from the academic standpoint, the brand, um, there is a great tradition. I think it's a place where we can win really, really big. Um, I have a ton of respect for this league. Obviously, my brother is the head coach up at Akron uh, here in the same league. And, and uh, so I've watched a lot of Mac uh, basketball over the last few years. And so I'm very familiar with it. The coaching's great. There's great players. Um, so it's a great league, you know. And again, it's right in my wheelhouse. You know, you think about it, I'm from like the Indianapolis area and I've been at Ohio State, been in Indiana, been at Xavier. I coached a year at a junior college as well over in Illinois. So it's like my whole career, I've kind of been around this area, right? And my, and I felt like it's right in my wheelhouse. The brand really fits. Man, I, I, I was ready. And you know, I didn't feel beat down at all. If I felt like, man, my energy level uh, wasn't right uh, to take on this job, then, then I wouldn't have taken it. Um, but I just felt like it was the right time for me. So you mentioned that your brother is also in the league. Uh, John over at... Um at Akron. Are you, have you coached against him before? Are you, are you ready for that, uh, that kind of interfamily rivalry going on? Man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. Um, it's going to be weird, but it'll be just like uh, when we were growing up, I guess, you know, out in, the, out in the backyard. So, um, you know, he's done a great job there at Akron, a phenomenal job. I mean, he's built that program up. Um, they've been consistently obviously at the top. They were in obviously lost a, a heartbreaker last year to uh, UCLA in the NCAA tournament. Um, so that's going to be odd, probably more, probably harder than anybody on my mom. So <laughs> my mom's probably gonna be the one that's going to be torn the most. Have you, have you coached against them at any level before? So when I was my, my first year at Xavier, um, I was not the head coach, but I was the director of basketball operations. We played against, uh, John when he was the head coach at Ohio. And, uh, so we, we beat them, um, and we scrimmaged each other like the private scrimmages or whatever you want to call them a couple times. Um, but this will be the first though. time. It's not the same that you it, don't get a win different. or a loss. Morgan. Yeah, it's a different. So this will be the first time where we both have, you know, yeah. Where, where we both been the head coach. So it'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be unique for sure. Be fun. So you, uh, you basketball has been in your blood for a long time. Right. Um, and one of the stories I was told to ask you about when I was kind of researching, uh, for this interview is that when you were in middle school and when you were in high school, you used to go and spend summers uh, with John when he was down an assistant at uh, NC state. Is that, is that right? Is that true? Yeah. 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 That was back at the Reynolds Coliseum 
would have been where they where they uh, NC State was playing at the time. So yeah, I would be uh, hanging out in the offices all day. Herb Sendek was the head coach. Uh, Sean Miller, Larry Harrison, and uh, my brother were on staff. Mark Phelps was on staff mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I got exposed to college basketball at an early age. Um, you know, just kind of fly on the wall and sit in on meetings and whatnot. And uh, man, I knew right then and there that's that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to coach college basketball. And, uh, you know, so it was a great introduction, at least <laughs> around some terrific coaches at, at a How, young age. How'd you get your mom to sign off on that one as a, as a 15 year old and 16 year old going to spend a summer on a college campus? I know what kind of trouble I would have gotten in if I was unsupervised on a on a campus like that. Yeah, my brother was my supervisor. So like I, he, <laughs> he, uh, he didn't give me an inch. <laughs> uh, but no, they, they you know, I think they were excited, obviously, for me to just be able to spend time with John and and uh, John's meant so much to me in my career. Right. And, uh, you know, although I'm not going to take it easy on him, uh, obviously, when we play Akron, but man, he, he's the reason, honestly, why I am where I am today. I wouldn't have probably gotten into the business uh, like I did if it wasn't for him. I don't know how many people can make this claim, but I do believe that when you were at college uh, at Butler, um, you were still coaching high school basketball. You were coaching AAU basketball. Is that correct? How did one, how did you have the time to be able to do all of that? And two, is that, was that really your first step into kind of having your own uh, not just being a fly on the wall, kind of having a little bit of skin in the game? Yeah. You know, like for me, you know, I was never a big time player. You know, I didn't have that big time name uh, that some college coaches have. Right. And that helps them kind of get into the business. So I felt like I had to be a little bit different at it kind of blazed my own path and so I was like you know what I'm gonna coach high school basketball and uh, I was lucky uh, a gentleman named Steve Woody who, who's, a, who's a hall of fame coach in the state of Indiana was was coaching at Ben Davis high school over on the west side of Indianapolis at the time and he gave me an opportunity right and uh, to help out and 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 man I grabbed onto that opportunity and wouldn't let go so um, you know I was able to coach there for, for a few years and kind of cut my teeth and because coaching's coaching, Rob, like whether you're at the high school level, AAU, uh, college, NBA, I don't care. Coaching is coaching. And just getting that experience of being able to cut my own teeth was, was incredible for me at a young age. And then I was able to coach AAU basketball with what's now um, called Indy Heat, which is on the EYBL, West Spice back in the day. Um, and then with Indiana Elite as well, uh, which is on the Adidas circuit still today. And and, uh, you know, I, I was very fortunate that people gave me a, a great opportunity at a young age to cut my teeth and and uh, it allowed me to start to kind of formulate who I am as a coach and my philosophy and and whatnot. So it helped me kind of blaze my own path, you know, in order to get to college basketball. What, what was it about coaching that kind of drew you in that early? What was it about? I mean, everyone says they get the coaching bug, that you, you kind of get addicted to it. It, it. It's who you are. What was it about this industry and this job that was so attractive and appealing to you. I mean, as a 14, 15, 16 year old in middle school, even. Yeah, I think, I think the you know, my calling for life, Rob, is I, I want to help people, you know, and, and I think you have to figure out how you can do that. Right. And uh, for me, you know, I figured it out at, at a young age that I felt like I had, had a, uh, had an ability to be able to help people, um, become, you know, can they get a free education? You know, can they can they become uh, the best versions of themselves? Right. And I had a young man uh, named Stanley Burrell, who I coached at Ben Davis High School. And, you know, Stan, Stan was a kid when he was a uh, junior year, Rob, 
when he was at Ben Davis, he was, uh, he was a really talented young man. Um, but he, he had not figured it all out yet. And Stan, uh, I kind of took him under my arm in a way. And all of a sudden he became like an Indiana all-star his senior year. And he started getting all these college opportunities. And I was like, man, like, this is my passion. This is why I do what I do. Right. When you could see a young man uh, develop from an academic standpoint, um, from a, who they are as a person, and then obviously as a player as well, to be able to have an opportunity to get a free education, um, man, it was uh, it was really eye opening for me. And I felt so proud. Of, I was so proud of Stan for all the work that he had put in. But I, I, it gave me a purpose kind of to life. Right. Like that, that was my purpose was to be able to like, Hey, how can I help young men become the best versions of themselves? So that, that would be, that would have been my calling card to coach. So you talked about helping people, right? A lot of people know that you played high school ball for Todd Licklider. I don't know how many people actually know that Todd Licklider once saved your life. Is that true? When you were five, <laughs> you got a lot of, you've done a lot of research, right? My research, um, man. Yeah. So I, I was, uh, I was never a good swimmer, still not a good swimmer to this day, Rob. Uh, I, I think I don't, I don't, I, I don't float very well. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I was over at his house. I was probably, gosh, man, I was either four or five years old and, uh, he was the current head coach at Danville high school, uh, community high school there right outside of Indianapolis. And he and his sons and I were very good friends. So I'd go over to his house. They had a pool, um, and, uh, man, I was walking around like that edge of the pool, right? Like where you could kind of still have your head above the water. I didn't have to swim and I accidentally slipped in. So coach, coach Licklider had to dive in, clothes on everything, had to dive in and grab me because I was just sitting there at that bottom of the pool. <laughs> so without him, I wouldn't be here obviously today. He, uh, um, you talk about a great coach and a great man um, and a great example of how to live life. I mean, Todd Licklider uh, exemplifies all those things. And so, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. No, I was just going to say, in, in all seriousness, though, you've, you've spent time with Todd. You've spent time with Thad Mata, Kelvin Sampson, Chris Mack, Sean Miller, obviously your older brother. I, I'm just curious, out of all of these great coaches that you've been around, who, when you see yourself coach and when you watch yourself on, on game tape and when you see – kind of the way that you run your practices, where do you see those, the biggest influences coming from? I think you pull from them all, right? Like I, I've been lucky to be around some of the best. I mean, I really have. And, and uh, you know, you pull things from each guy. Now you got to be yourself. You have to be authentic. Like I think players can smell and see right through that if you're not. Um, but I've taken things like the organization of what Sean Miller would do for practice. I mean, it was incredible uh, down to every second. You know, how, how Chris Mack would plan out the entire year, you know, from skill, how we transition from, you know, spring into summer, summer into fall, fall into winter, you know, whether it was Thad Mata learning how to, how he motivated, how he could motivate guys. Um, you know, everybody had, you know, Kelvin Sampson, just how he gets his guys to play so stinking hard, man. I mean, he gets them to play harder than anybody in the country. Mm -hmm. He does. And man, so you take things from each guy and you and you and you kind of you become your experiences right and but at the same time i got to be who i am you know and uh and have an understanding of that so um i've been very lucky to work with and very fortunate to have had some opportunities to learn from some great guys but i have to be myself at the same time all right i'll end it with this i need your funniest or wildest or craziest or 
just whatever. G- give me a great story from the recruiting trade. You've you've been in this business for long enough. I know that you got a couple good ones. Oh man, um, golly. Okay, so um, we have a kid. I was at Xavier. We have a kid named Jalen Reynolds who played for us. Right, he's from Detroit, Michigan. Um, he uh, he's he comes down to team camp. So first off, I got to start you on how he came on a visit. So new as AAU coaches. We figured out a visit. And it was probably honestly, Rob, we had like three visits in the same day. And I was like, man, I really don't want to have this upcoming visit. You know, for the next four hours, man, like I was a little tired. All of a sudden, I see Jalen Reynolds in our practice facility. He picks up the ball and puts it between his legs and dunks it. I was like, God dang. I was like, all right, I'm kind of excited about this visit. So then I shake his hand. I mean, his hands go up to my elbow. You know, I'm like, my God. All right. So I got, got me a little excited for the visit. So we go through the visit, you know, two months later, we have team camp. So the visit took place in about April and then he came to team camp in June. Well, all of a sudden we're sitting there, uh, you know, Chris Mack and I, and we're watching and, and man, we're like, man, this kid's really good. I mean, he's really good. First time we'd actually were able to see him live. And, but they also had this other kid on their team that was like, Hey, you know what? He's a pretty good player. We thought he was a D one kid. And so we, we told his high school coach, like, Hey, listen, like Bobby's a really good player. You know, like, can we, can we get his information? We'll shoot him to some other D one schools that, you know what? Some buddies of ours that would probably think he'd be pretty good for them. The guy was really hesitant in giving us the information. I couldn't figure out really why until later. You know, we offered Jalen a scholarship, and then we f- happened to find out <laughs> that the young man had already graduated high school. But he but he kept he put him on the team because they needed a point guard. He didn't want Jalen was a big guy for people that don't know. He's six foot nine, and he needed somebody to get Jalen the ball, and he wanted Jalen to look really good at team camp. And uh, so we found out that Bobby was actually older than what we really thought he was. And it really, he just came down to team camp to help out for the weekend. And uh, so that was one of the funniest stories. Cause it helped, honestly it helped Jalen because Jalen looked like a million bucks. And I'm glad we got Jalen to Xavier. He was an incredible player for us, but that was one of the funnier sto- stories. Cause we were trying to help the young man find a D one school. And little did we know that he wasn't uh, really eligible to play any, any, any high school anymore. <laughs> when, uh, when I was in, I played a little D three ball. Right. And when I was in, uh, in college, I would come back and I would go play in the summer with my old AAU team just to stay in shape. And there was one day when I was, I showed up and it was just like the U16s, right? I think I was heading into my senior year and I went into the practice and it was just, you know how sometimes you have those days where you don't miss. Well, I didn't miss. And uh, it happened to be an Ivy League coach was sitting in there. He's like, who's, who's that kid over there? He's like, uh, he's 22 years old already. I don't think you're going to be able to get him. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, man, I appreciate the time. Next time I make it to Ohio, I'm going to take you out to dinner and you're going to tell me all the Jalen Reynolds stories that you can't tell when we are actually sitting here on the record. So I know you got some of those too. I got a lot of stories, but I'm going to tell you, he's one of my favorite players that I've ever coached, man. That dude was an absolute monster. Yeah. Well, listen, Travis, I appreciate the time. Uh, Best of luck there at Miami for you um, and look forward to catching up soon. Sounds good, Rob. Thank you. When you 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.